With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live every day at YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Well, good morning to you. Dan Patrick Show, Fox Sports Radio. Rob Parker, Doug Gottlieb, in for Dan the Danettes. Wishing you a Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year. Anything you celebrate, hope it's uh, hope you're having a good time. The 2022 Mercedes-Benz family of SUVs, extraordinary is one test drive away. Learn more at MBUSA. Of course, we come to you from the Mercedes-Benz Man K with Rob Parker. I'm Doug Gottlieb. Rob, what up, Doug? Good morning. How are you? I'm I'm good. Um, you have made a healthy living, healthy living, off of stating uh, hard truths. Some that most of America believes. Some that America does not. Uh, coming off of Monday Night Football, what is the hard truth? Who's who, where, who, where is it so so quiet? You can hear a mouse urinating That's right. somewhere. On all those former players who believed that you didn't need any coaching experience and that the Jeff Saturday hire was the correct hire, and they were hoping and wishing. The Colts haven't won, Doug, but I'll tell you who won. The coaching profession has won because the Colts are a mess. Uh, Jeff Saturday has been a disaster, and quietly, they won't say it. I remember Bill Cowher on CBS. He first ripped the Jeff Saturday hire, and then, of course, he won his first game over the Raiders. Remember that? And everybody was yeah. waving the pom-pom. You know, uh, your dad was a coach, right? Doug, brother's, you come a, brother's a coach. He's been coaching for Okay, so years. you know what I mean. You come from a coaching family. And it was a narrative that you didn't need. Oh, none of that mattered. Uh, you don't need to. You just need to be a leader of men. And, and if you played the game, people were respected. No, there's some coaching involved. And so I, I think the Jeff Saturday experiment has set that back. And that the coaching profession, while they might not gloat about it or talk about it, they're very happy that he's been a colossal failure. Yeah, the, the problem with that is uh, we're talking the same day that Nathaniel Hackett was fired and he was as prepared as any human could be for the job. 
and he just wasn't good enough. So I'm not going to argue with you that the Saturday thing, especially the past couple weeks, the roof has fallen in. They were very competitive, you know, and found ways to lose leads. Uh, it's not a good football team, and maybe that's maybe that's what all of this does. Is it? It's like a bait and switch. We don't even realize. Like they don't have a left tackle. They clearly don't have a quarterback. Um, there's so many positions. They're not very good outside the numbers of wide receivers, and yet people were, myself included, in on the Colts potentially. You know, winning that division. Um, obviously, before the first coaching change, I, I would. Look, I, I would push back against you. Do are there things that you need to learn in coaching? Absolutely. As a guy who interviewed for coaching jobs without head coaching experience, uh, I can tell you that I, I'm fully aware there are things you only learn from doing. Um, but the, the flaw to the argument of, well, see, you got to have coached in order to know how to coach is, okay, so what's, what do we do with the Nathaniel Hackett deal? Dad was a coach, grew up doing it. Everybody swore by him. And it just, I mean, again, on the same day, he gets fired. Right? Well, well, the argument is simple. Everybody's not going to be successful even if they take the steps. That's not my argument. I mean, just because you did do all that doesn't mean every, everybody can't be successful. People are going to lose, right? Good coaches are going to lose big games. Marty Schottenheimer lost a lot of big games uh, when he was a head coach and, and other guys who were lifetime coaches. So it's not that. It was just the idea that other people should skip the line and not put in any work. And I, I get it. It's happened in the NBA where a couple guys, I remember when Larry Bird got hired, but they gave him Rick Carlisle and Dick Harder, you know, like as his they assistants. Didn't, they, didn't, they didn't give him. They, they didn't give him. That's a. That's honestly the best point anybody can make. It's like, look, uh, and, and this is with Nathaniel Hackett, right? The guy who takes over for Nathaniel Hackett is the guy he hired out of retirement to help him manage the game. Well, didn't that, that say something, Doug, even after week one that you had to hire that guy? I mean, yes, I, I, was, yeah, I was... Yes, but 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 here's the thing. Yes, of course, it, it's like, what? You can't manage the game yourself? Right. You do it, right? I, I, get, I get it. But but the but the point that you're making, or at least I don't know if you're, you know you're making it, but you're making a really good one is, like, if you don't know, hire somebody who does. Right. I, I, was, I was in Detroit when Matt Millen got the... Uh, GM job, right? And never worked in the front office at all. And and Matt Millen talked a good game on television. You know that, Doug. He was sure. good. He was good. When you heard him talk about players and, and the things, it just was like, oh, this guy knows football in and out. The Lions hire him, right? Finally, and they got a football guy. Got to won four Super Bowls. Oh, man, Matt Millen. And he didn't bring in some veteran GM or somebody, yeah. you know, who was retired or who could show him the rope. So he was going to do it himself. And arguably, he's the worst general manager in the history of sports, okay? And that was another one of those situations. You just can't turn the keys over to a 13-year-old to drive your new Mercedes, and he didn't have a driver's license. That's well, what I'm against. Look, what what happened with the Colts is, remember Ryan Grigson, Ryan Grigson who was their general manager. And, and, I mean, it's interesting. Last night they're playing against Tom Telesco. Telesco was in the building with the Colts. You know, Bill Polian re- retired. Right. You know, and so they, they choose Grigson, who's their top scout. And the logic behind it was, man, Grigson so gets such a good eye for talent as a scout. Like, the rest of the stuff, they take care of itself. But everybody in the Colts building can tell you, like, it was a disaster because he didn't know all the little GM stuff. Right. You know, so so here's the thing with Saturday. I don't I don't think I thought the Saturday experiment. 
I think a lot of it was they were just trying to figure out, like, all right, let's let's just bring in a neutral voice to tell us who we like, who we don't like, because we're going to have to change this thing. The problem is he hires a guy who's never called plays to call plays. Like, right. If you're, if you're not going to have experience, Thank everybody you. else damn be- damn well better. Yeah, that that was the big mistake when they when they hired him or you know elevate. I was like, that doesn't make sense. You need to go get a couple a veteran guy, somebody yeah. who can help you. Not another guy who's trying to blindly lead you and put you in that situation. And the numbers, Doug, are horrific. I mean, and and here's another part. I don't, I don't know if you've seen these uh, about uh, second halves and and what they've done. And they're all ugly. Like they've been outscored eighty three to nine. Yep. Um, do you do you have them in front of you? Have you seen those? I, I, okay. I don't. I, right, here I it don't, is. But, here it is. Let on. me give it to you. Okay. Uh, since uh, Saturday took over. In week 10, the Colts have been outscored 66 points after halftime. We talk about adjustments. It's even worse in the fourth quarter. 83 uh, and 9, 83 to 9, and even worse the last uh, two weeks, 55 to nothing. So there's just in the, in the second half and later they had, in games. They had, they had nothing yesterday. They had no yeah. offense. Zero. The Chargers. They, had, they couldn't protect the quarterback. Nick Foles looked awful. I mean, they are so bad in, in the interior five. And then their quarterback is just is just bad. It, it's interesting because we went through a good portion of the season where everybody was five hundred. Remember that? Yep. It was like four weeks ago, like everybody was five hundred. Like, damn, like, and then now all of a sudden, Waters found this level. Like, you know it, right? You know, like the the Chargers, though they're still not healthy, and they're still you still have you know, as a guy who's like a long suffering Charger fan, you still don't really have complete belief that they'll do it when they're supposed to do it in the playoffs. The fact is like, they're just better than the, they got just better dudes than the Colts are just better, you know, and the, the bills and the chiefs and the, and now there's a separating. Now there's still like a, a clump in the middle of somebody's got to win the AFC South. Somebody's got to win the NFC South. Right. Right. Th- those, those two. But with that as the exception, and the playoffs, there's too many teams in the playoffs. This is what we do. The NFL has now become the NHL and the NBA. Terrible. This is what I'm always against, and people always like, more is better, and everybody's in the mix. No, you, you, that's not the league you want. And you also got to be very careful to uh, make it to where the regular season doesn't matter as much, you know, or, or you could just be mediocre. That's what I was against in baseball. I know they've upped it. I don't want it to get to the NBA or the NHL where you want to almost totally disregard the regular season, you know, and be like, oh, if, uh, most of the teams, other than the Lakers, everybody knows who's going to make the playoffs in the NBA, just right? <laughs> just about. Because 15, how many teams make it? Uh, 16 of the 30 teams make it. So I, 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 I don't like the oversaturation of the playoffs. Nope. No, but it, it's it is here. It's it's not the future. It's now, and so now we have this kind of separation. All right. So the Colts clearly in the coaching market, uh, and can he get a job? Saturday should be ruled. Uh, you know, I heard the uh, they had a one on one with Jim Ursay. Did you see that on ESPN yesterday? Mm-hmm. The one on one, and and basically he he didn't dismiss Saturday, and that he should be in the mix when they hire when they do the coaching search. I, I don't think, think he's. I don't think he's done a terrible. I think. I think the numbers that you're sharing, they've obviously done a poor job of adjusting. But I think it shows, and they've hopped out over people, which is the game planning has been very good. It's just. I mean, they. They just don't. I mean, like, look, it doesn't matter what you do if you don't have a quarterback. 
And you ain't get no shot in this. See, league. see this but I, I agree with I. I get all that, and and the reason, and then people use that. Well, what do you expect them to do? It's a bad team. Well, those are usually dug the jobs that open up, of right? Uh, like I hear people say that. I don't even understand. No, the team that's in first place got rid of their coach because they're so good, and they got rid of their coach. No, the teams that get new coaches are bad. So most coaches come into circumstances where where it's a mess, and we need you to fix it. That's why we're hiring you. So that argument is is ridiculous. But anyway, I think he should be um out of the mix. I, I really do. I don't I don't see how other than being friendly with Jeff Saturday, he should qualify for that head coaching job. I think he's he's excellent. Now he has experience. Yeah, bad experience. Though. Well, he, he, has, he has experience. <laughs> I, 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 look, I, I think it don't look first, bad if he gets hired. Maybe, maybe it depends. Again, we're all saying like, does he just roll over the same staff, or does he say like, look, I learned I, I got to have more veteran play color. I got to surround myself with some more veteran people. I need to do this, do that, the other thing. I mean, I, I think that's that, that's reasonable. Do I do I think he gets it? Probably not. I think Jim Irsay wanted him to get the job. I think he wanted to. And I think there's a lot of things they've done that he probably likes, but I, I the, the likelihood he gets the job now is especially after these last two. And and he I mean, could you know, have he could have gotten a job even without winning because Doug, when you talk about setting a culture and and you know in the building or whatever, those are things that that you really can't put your finger on or, sure. or you don't see. So that that's where you don't. But you don't know. How do you know? No, what, uh, right. If you're setting the culture or not. I, I, but the difference is. You got to be like competitive. They could have lost these games, been competitive, and then have Jim Ursay tell you, yeah, but in the building, you know what I mean? Like, we've changed the call. He's changed the culture. Look how hard these guys are competing. They, they, blah, blah, blah. They, they were, they were in, in fairness, they were competitive last night without so much of an offense. They had just no offense. You know, I mean, they just did, did. They could not protect Nick Foles. And that's, remember, that's the Chargers without Joey Bosa. And now the, the Chargers defense played very well of late, but the just Chargers without Joey Bosa, that, that shouldn't happen. But they could not protect him at all. So it, I don't think last night they weren't competitive. I thought last night the final score was not addictive. It was pretty. It was one of, like one of those games where you're like, Are the Chargers going to screw around, let this team hang around, and then finally like, yeah, we'll put they, them away. They better, as long as there was no backdoor cover, because last night was a banner night for yours truly, and I needed them to win. Uh, so I was pretty that, happy. That was an easy Chargers in the under. That was a, that was an easy well, same the, game yeah, parlay. Yeah, huh? I took the Chargers minus the three and a half. Uh, but you never know. You know the NFL that half point and sure. like you say, somebody sticks around and throws some meaningless touchdown at the end. You know what I mean? And then before you know it, you're out of the out of the loot. But it did not work out that way. It worked out the good way. All right, we got we got a couple weeks left in the NFL. I, I think the the big news. Of yesterday was not that the Colts stink and that the Chargers are now suddenly in the playoffs. We have to rework, rework some of those hot takes on on Justin Herbert. Well, no, the, Justin Herbert still has to win. I mean, I, I get it, and I don't think that it, I think people love him a lot because he looks like the prototypical quarterback, and he has a big arm, and he's talented. There's no doubt about it. But I think people had a right to say, okay, well, it's time to start winning some games and getting into the playoffs. So he's how done many, that. How many Charger games have you watched? Uh, two or three. Okay, well, I, I've, watched, I've, I've watched. I've watched. every one of them. Every, I got, but yeah, every, but you listen, have a, No, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm like, it's like both. Like, I've, I've, honestly, it's a weird experience for me because outside of Oklahoma State football, I'm not really a fan of anybody. 
I'm just never, I've just never, I, you know, I've never been a super fan. That's just not how my, I, I like players well, more than, than, than I'm teams. I'm the same way. I've been doing this for, Doug, uh, January 6th will be my 37th year in the media, which okay, is. Okay, so this, uh, is, this okay. is 20, 20 for me. So, you and know, I'm, and, and I've, I've, since I started at the Daily News in New York in 1986, I've my fandom has been gone. Like I, when I go to a baseball game with my friends, Doug, this is no lie. And and we're at the game, and somebody for the home team, wherever I'm sitting in Detroit, or if I'm at the Dodger game, or 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 in New York at Yankee Stadium, or or a City Field, and somebody makes a great uh, play or hits a home run. Everybody jumps up except for me, and I'm just sitting there, and people try to high-five me, and I feel weird because I'm not a fan in that sense. I, I'm with you. If I get to know people on a personal level, am I happy for them and their success? Yes. But I don't lose any sleep over who wins. The story I want, the story I want is the best story for me, you know, as as a reporter and what I'm covering. My 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 point is I've I've watched the Charger games and anybody who watched the Charger games will tell you that that the wins and losses are technically quarterback stats. No guy has has done more to help a team win when the team has figured out ways to lose than Justin Herbert. Like it's it, usually it's been a comedy of errors, you know, kicking issues. The defense has been atrocious until late, you know, for his three years, they've been a atrocious you know bottom th- bottom third in the league in stop and run they couldn't get off the field and then he's had a litany of injuries but H- herbert is obviously burrow's been the best of that of that class he, but he, herbert- i gotta give him props i i didn't think they make the playoffs this year after the run they had you know like it's happened before where guys no, usually the team that right? loses the super bowl Don't, struggles right. more than the team that wins the super bowl and that's been the opposite this year and and you know what? And they, they lost, lost their first, chase for a couple weeks, right? And and uh, uh, Mixon and and they were zero and two and what two and four? And look at where they are. Joe Burrow is is pretty special. No, Joe Burrow's a, a dude, and I I believe Herbert's a dude. Obviously, Mahomes and Josh Allen, like those are the new kind of young guns in the NFL. And I think Lamar. Like well, like Lamar's in that mix. He just hasn't been healthy, and they they just haven't been right. But they still they got ten wins. They're right there. Like that's the that's the young wave, right? That that's the young wave that that of the next generation as as this older generation. Like we're seeing Matt Ryan, and obviously Nick Foles and Tom Brady. They 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 age out. Rob Parker, I'm Doug Gottlieb. This is the Dan Patrick Show, Fox Sports Radio. Adam Kaplan's going to join us. We'll we'll talk the Broncos job, which is now open. Like that is. Who wants that? Do you want that job? Who who can work with? Who Talk can, about being washed out, Russell Wilson. Ooh, we'll who who can work? Who can work with with Russell Wilson? Uh, we'll also talk about Jalen Hurts. When is he going to return for the Eagles? That's upcoming next. But first, be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. 
This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Dan Patrick Show, Fox Sports Radio. Good morning to you. Hope you're ready for a great New Year's. We'll see if uh, we'll see if we can bury old hatchets here with uh, with Rob Parker. I'm Doug Gottlieb. Adam Kaplan joins us. Adam, of course, is not only our Fox Sports Radio NFL insider, but he also hosts the Inside the Birds podcast. We'll get him his thoughts on the Eagles, their loss to the Cowboys, what we learned, what it does for Minshew, what it does for, for, for Jalen Hurts, is for the MVP discussion. But, but let's start with the news of the day yesterday. We talked a little bit about the Colts. Um, Rob, let me ask you, how do you fix the Broncos because they can't get rid of Russell Wilson. He's got four more years in their contract. So you got to find a new coach. That appeared to be obvious. And they started that process yesterday. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me, Doug. Yeah, they, they, they got work to do. Uh, at one point, though, their defense was giving up, what, 17 points a game. And had they scored 18, average 18 points a game, they would have been 9 or 10 and 1. So we already know the defense has been there. I just think there has to be an re- overhaul of the whole thing. And that means John Elway and company, everybody there. I think you need to 
reevaluate. There's just been too many mistakes made. Even the signing of of uh, Wilson, um, you got to wonder about that. I remember people in Seattle, just you know, regular Joes who watched him, and they said, "Wait and see." You guys all think that uh, you know it's Pete Carroll's the issue, and uh, Russell Wilson knows what what he's doing. And and boy, did it, it! I never believed it would be this bad. But I don't know how you fix him. I I don't. Well, I, I mean, I think what you have to do. Here's the problem with it. Okay, is you look around the league, and there's two types of teams, right? There, there's the type of team they have their star quarterback, star money, and that guy has to make up for the fact that the team's probably missing something, right? You spend that much money at quarterback. You're going to be missing something or you have quarterbacks on a rookie contract and generally the the overall team is better and it's built around. The problem with the Broncos is it's not a flawless team. Most people thought, hey, you just put a quarterback on that team last year and they're good. Um, Now the quarterback is on some level an issue. It's been a major issue for a good portion of it. But again, we don't know how much of it's fit. Can he get himself in shape? Can he recapture but, but the problem is to fix it, now you're missing the picks that you traded away, you know? So you can't get quality young players. And it puts you back out in a free, free agency, which is, you know, it's a 50% hit rate for, for free agents. Look at how many have, have missed. And you have a quarterback that you can't move, make way too much money, and there's going to be some holes there. So I think, you know, George Patton's got a, got a this is a massive undertaking to find a new coach. Adam Kaplan joins us, Fox Sports Radio NFL Insider at Kaplan NFL. Adam, what's I mean, up, I think, Adam? It's good to talk to you, Rob. Good to talk to you, Doug. I think people want to rush and go, oh, well, let's let's uh, let's go get Sean Payton. Yeah. And then now, does do the Chargers making the playoffs? Does that does that make Brandon Staley safe? Yeah, so let me just explain this rumor. So I heard from two coaching agents back in September that Sean Payton was hot for the Chargers job. And nothing that I've heard since has really changed my mind. Now, you mentioned they're making this late-season run. They're 9-6. and six. They've just earned a wild-card spot. We know that they don't have a, the Chargers don't have a great footing in Los Angeles. It's just it's the way it is. They're one of these teams that just has never had the great following. There's nothing they can do. I remember talking to someone high up in the Chargers in the last couple of years, and we were just talking about you know, how well they've drafted, and no matter seems to what they do, people just don't they just don't back them. It's just that's the reality of it. Now that would be a splash move it, to bring in Sean Payton. That would be a, a, a flash move, and he clearly wants to coach again. There was never a secret. It's just you know you talk to coaches who know him well. He wants to go somewhere. He feels he can win with a quarterback. He can win with. And you know, you guys mentioned Denver. The problem is Wilson is so is just so he's struggling so badly. I don't know if he could be rescued. It, it is, and, and by the way, I know this is a little bit strong of a statement. It has way less to do with coaching. It's more about the player. The player right now is in such a funk. I don't know that he could be reached. That, yeah. That's the problem. Russell well, Wilson well, is is not seeing the field well. That's the well, issue. Here's here's the thing. And and guys, like let's just we all know each other. And respect each other, so it's kind of more of an open forum than the traditional Q and A, right? Which yep. is, but Rob, I think you can you agree with this? Like, in, he fought forever, Seattle, building their team around running the football, staying close, and then Russell would get to kind of save him late, right. right? But he obviously didn't like that. Like, this is a this is a I want to break free, let Russ cook, leave yep. him to his own devices. 
You go to a quarterback-friendly offense. Now, I will grant you, the, the coach did not appear. You can't not get plays in, right? Like, the operation was screwed up from day one. But I, I don't know, how do you find a coach that's going to have Russell Wilson, put Russell Wilson in a position to be successful, even if that position is not throwing it 35 times a night like he thinks he wants to, right? It's like, he, 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 you can't find a guy, forget about it, that can coach the Broncos that, Will Russell Wilson allow himself to be coached in a way that allow him to be successful? That's the question. Right. So, Rob, let me go back. uh, Rob and Doug, let me go back to 2020. So, Brian Schottenheimer uh, was the offense coordinator. He was brought in, I'm told, because he could coach hard. Hard coaching is not letting players get away with bad habits, forcing them to make certain throws. Where Wilson would like to run around and not take the first read and just try to make a spectacular play because that's the way he can be. Russell Wilson played the best ball of his career, and it wasn't even close. 28 passing touchdowns in just eight games. He was in on absolute fire. Pete Carroll kind of sort of micromanaged the offense and Brunton Scheinheimer, and, and Pete Carroll parted ways after that season, despite how well Russell Wilson played for the first half. So, Doug, that's, the thing is, part of it is because Wilson wants to do things his own way. There are plenty of throws that were built in to help Wilson this, this season. I'm telling you, it's less of a coaching issue. It's much more in the quarterback. And as you guys were talking about before I got on here, the contract is so onerous. There's really not much they can do uh, over the over the course of the contract. There might be a they might be a point three years down the line where they go, all right, it's not working, and we're just going to take the massive cap hit, suffer through it, like the Eagles did. And look, the Eagles got through it. The the ones hit the, the 35 plus million, and they got through it. And look where they are. Yeah, that is true. Let's ask about uh, Nathaniel Hackett and. Um I don't know. I, I, I had bad feelings almost from day one. I remember the 65-yard field goal. Then he had to go get a coach to help him manage the yep. game. Yep. I mean, that's the first two weeks of your head coaching career. It looked like he was going to be in trouble from jump. Was it, Why yeah, was he, he unprepared? Brought, yeah, he seemed overmatched, uh, to be honest with you. He, he got the job, uh, just a couple things here. He got the job largely because of his work with Aaron Rodgers. Well, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, look, everybody, every player needs coaching. I get that. But Rodgers had already been developed. Now, the, 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 what I'm told by team sources, they really like Kevin O'Connell, but Kevin O'Connell was coaching in the Super Bowl, and they made a decision not to wait for him. Uh, and then, of course, Minnesota jumped in. They got him. So that, that was, look, they, they got Hackett, uh, son of Paul Hackett, a longtime college coach, and he did coach on the pro level. And they thought they were getting a guy who had, had been around and coached quarterbacks for many years and they, the, the, who could coach – and get Wilson back on track here. You know, Wilson last year was hurt. Let's not forget, the last good football Russell Wilson played, as I mentioned earlier, is the first half of 2020. He's been on the downward, downward spiral since then. Mm. The, mm. The, the other okay. coach – go ahead, uh, Doug, I'm sorry. No, no, you're good. You're good. I, I wanted to ask one other thing about coaching. And the, uh, let's switch over to Jeff Saturday. And Doug and I were just talking about uh, that situation. I think he, he's out of the running. I think it would be a hard hire for Jim Ursay to hire him after what we've seen in the last three or four weeks, which has just been embarrassing. The, the blowing the 33 nothing lead, they, they're getting killed in the second half of games, in the fourth quarters of games. Uh, am, I, am I off base? Will, will he get this job? What's your gut? Or will he, what are you hearing? My, no, he's going to get an interview to, uh, to be the permanent head coach. That, that's going to happen. But the problem, you, you know, people could bl- blame Jeff Saturday for the 33-point uh, blown lead, certainly the worst in NFL history. That's fine. But they don't have a quarterback. 
They they missed Bailey on Matt Ryan. Okay, Bailey. Let's call it like it is. They missed on him. Missed on Nick Foles. There's a significant amount of guaranteed money that they're going to owe both guys combined. Uh, so just under twenty million for next season. Um, that, that's a problem. They'll just have to deal with it. Matt Ryan really needs to retire. Really good career, by the way, but he, he's he's pretty much toast. And Ellinger, that was a mistake. You cannot win in this league until you get a quarterback. They don't have one. Otherwise, you know, this is an eight or nine win team on paper. If you look at the roster, you go through. Look at what Washington's dealing with right now at quarterback. Though, because the NFC, the bottom half of it, is so bad, they still have a realistic shot to get a wild card. Right. Washington doesn't even know who they're going to start a quarterback this week. Yeah. It's just bad. Quarterback plays, and it's at right now at a historic low. It's just it's that bad right now. Uh, what did Baker Mayfield do for I'm glad his off-season, you went there, dog. Yeah. off-season status with his performance Sunday? I mean, off-season status, he's unsigned. He could be a backup somewhere else. He has no chance to start unless he goes in compete somewhere else where they don't know who they're starting. Like Washington, right? See, I disagree with that, that he couldn't he, start or be a starter. No, I mean, no, 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 but, but listen, listen. No can, can I, the job. No, let's, let's, but let's, let, let's go through it. This is what I'm talking about, though, Rob, is, is for, first, uh, again, I, I, I went to the Raider game, and obviously the last two throws were spectacular, but you watch him, and he doesn't look like a starting NFL quarterback uh, up until that. Granted, he had two days to prepare. I, I understand, but it was more the throws and how he looked. But, but like, this is what Adam's saying. Give me a team because in order to build a team, okay, in order to build a team, you have to have a guy making nothing. Because the, the, the teams with guys making something, those are the superstars. And they only give you those contracts when they absolutely have to because then now your team is missing something. Mahomes and Rodgers and, and, and Josh Allen. I mean, Tell, tell me somewhere where he's going to start. I mean, I I, I, I don't know. Houston, uh, do they need a quarterback? Yes, but they're going to draft one. Okay, right? but I, so they're going to draft one. So so if you if you bring in a Baker Mayfield, he's going to be a starter for a short time. Arizona, Cliff Kingsbury, who he started for as a freshman at Texas Tech before transferring, he could start there until Kyler Murray gets healthy off of the ACL. Those are more of the reasonable landing spots. The other landing spots that are open, Indy. Probably not, right? They're not going to do another journeyman. Maybe. If they do, it would be at minimum pay. Carolina, he just got cut from there. You know, the Rams, maybe he's there as a placeholder making a couple million until Stafford gets back. Like, those are the options. Everybody else would prefer that needs a quarterback to draft one, take a shot at a young guy, and then have an older guy not making much as his backup and part-term, the Ryan Fitzpatrick sort of role. And Baker's caught in that middle where he's made a lot of money and he's either going to have to suck it up and make like $7 million or less per year or he's not going to be in the league. Is that, how, about is that, the, how about the New York Giants? Daniel Jones, we still want that? Is that, is yeah, that where we look, are? I'm just guys, asking. Here's the term. The, 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 the term in the NFL is he's a, what we call an in-the-mix guy. You just you throw him in there with a young quarterback and you see if the young quarterback's ready. No, I think he set it up the correct way. He's not walking in as a starter anywhere. There's a zero chance. No, I it get that. I get yeah. that part. But I think, like, if I'm the Giants, really, uh, Daniel Jones is in his uh, final year of his rookie deal. Really, yeah, he's, what, been, what he's you... actually done a fine job. It's just they just don't have enough talent around him. He's, he's actually look, folks. They're going to make the playoffs. The Giants. We could say what we want. They don't have a lot of talent. They they moved the ball for over 500 yards last week against the Vikings. But that speaks more about how terrible the Vikings' defense is. Yeah. Yes, we saw that with the uh, Lions, uh, right? What, what, what happens with uh, – let, let's give me a Jalen Hurts update. Yeah, Jalen Hurts, that right shoulder, it's um, – he's a long shot to play this week. I know he wants to play because, obviously, they, they have the, the number one seed on the line here. They want to get that, and they want to clinch everything this week. But he's a long shot. They're going to give him a chance. They're going to see how he does later this week. You know, Philly right now is really banged up. 
Lane Johnson, the right tackle. He's out. Yeah, they're hopeful. In fact, as long as he doesn't need a procedure for, for his abdomen where he, he actually got hurt three weeks ago, as long as he doesn't need a procedure done, he's got a realistic shot to be ready for their first playoff game, presumably after the bye. The big loss is Avanti Maddox, I'm told. He's got, he's got a significant toe injury, which could keep him out for all the playoffs. It's that bad. and that, Your nickel corner is important in today's National Football League. Oh yeah, I mean, some teams just sit in the nickel the the whole time. Yeah, the one the one thing what the Eagles have going for them though is that their style is unique, and now everybody, no one will get an extra no extra time to prepare for them because if they get the number one seed, now you're going to come off a hard fought week one playoff win, and then you got to go to Philadelphia and take on a loaded team that one would think will be the healthiest. Then right, that's like they can just squeak out a win this week. Then they then they can shut everybody down week eighteen and then get healthy with their week off. That that'd be the the reasonable plan, right? Yeah. The, the, again, the nickel corner is a problem, and the, the backup has struggled. Josiah Scott, Lane Johnson's injury is something to keep a hold of here. And oh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson. Remember, he's got the lacerated kidney. You know, that one is just a matter of does it heal? And, and he he led the NFL in interceptions. He was just a, what an amazing trade that they made. Look, all Doug, you and I have talked about this on your show. Eagles had a tremendous offseason. It's shown they have the NFL's best roster. But let's not sleep on the Bengals and the Niners. Those are my two dark horses here. Yeah. They were the teams nobody was talking about last year that made a great run. San Francisco, the Niners could come into Philly and give them a game. And Now, Brock Purdy, I want to see what happens when he's under duress. You know, they're, they're up in every game now. Let's right. see what happens when he's got to come from behind. Hey, no, that, that's, that's the NFC Championship game. I can't it's, – it's, I mean, I can't – the Packers would be the only other team I could see, and even the Packers, it's a little smoke and mirrors because they're doing it until the Dolphins against non-playoff teams. Uh, uh, real quick. So, that was so, a big win, though, against the Dolphins. Gigantic. 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 So, so Tua's out with a concussion. Do we know yet if he was evaluated on that hit that's been circulating on social media for a concussion? No, it's being looked into. Uh, it, it's, just, it's just remarkable. We saw what happened uh, many weeks ago. Uh, at home when they played Buffalo, this is earlier in the season, where they won, and then two of the, the, the questions about, was it a concussion, was it not, why was it this properly diagnosed, why didn't the spider see it? The NFL's still struggling with this. This is just something between them and the NFLPA they've got to get cleaned up. Uh, they're trying to get the players off the field to get them diagnosed on the sidelines, you know, go into that medical tent. This is just something that they have to do a better job of. There's no question about it. And by the way, Miami, through all their struggles, they've lost four in a row. They're still going to make it's. I don't want to say a virtual certainty. They, they, the odds are that they're going to get that last wild card. The last two things: uh, Derek Carr and Mac Jones. Uh, for me, um, I mean, they get Devontae Adams, and what a mess that is in in uh, Las Vegas. But what about Derek Carr and and uh, next season he's set to make thirty three million dollars and w- what about his future and also Mac Jones nine touchdowns eight interceptions? Yeah, okay. Let's take the latter, Mac Jones. It's not. It's less to do about him. It's more about how he's being coached. Bill Belichick and I have a ton of respect for him. He just made a major mistake. He did not bring up uh, bring in a a, div- a quarterback developer. That was a mistake, and it showed. Matt Mac Patricia, Jones, uh, right? Matt, well, right, exactly. It was a mistake. And, and by the way, Mac Jones and Josh McDaniels were terrific last season. Let's go over to the team that McDaniels is coaching uh, with the Raiders in Las Vegas. It doesn't look good for Derek Carr. Three days after the Super Bowl, his base salary for 2023 becomes fully guaranteed, thirty-two and a half million. Uh, it, odds are against it that they're going to keep on the roster. They can't trade him because the trade deadline, the, the, you, the trading system, doesn't start till mid-March. So obviously, unless they get the, 
unless they get his agent and car to agree to to postpone that vesting date, they're going to have to release him. And it's uh, this is I give the agent credit; he took a team friendly deal. But but the smart thing was to get that vesting date, not waiting till March and, and getting it done three days after the Super Bowl. And odds are, and by the way, Josh McDaniels put the put the uh, stone in the ground yesterday, talking about he was asked about it, saying their quarterback play has not been good enough lately, and that, that was clearly, hey, we're not we're not happy with the way the cars play. Would Tom Brady be a fit in Vegas next year? Well, I'd reported three years ago that this is the quarterback that they wanted. They were going to do it until they felt Brady was asking for too much. It wasn't just money, guys. It was certain perks that he wanted, and Mark Davis was uncomfortable. I'm told by multiple Raider sources back then, and. It just uh, If I'm Tom Brady, also, what would be the point, other than being back with Josh McDaniels, can you really win a Super Bowl if Brady wants to still play, which indicates are now that he wants to, but things could change. They, they have to rebuild their defense, by the way, folks. They're, they're a ways away. And, 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 and by the way, what is, Brady has not played particularly well. We're not even talking about that. People are acting like it's... People act like it's... Which, okay, Byron Leftwich has done a great job. But, by the way, Brady's not played great this season. I've been no. saying Brady's going to fall off the cliff for a decade. People didn't want to hear that. me. Rob, you've been saying it for years. I do know that about you, but... Once in a while, it looks like it, and right now he's not playing well. Yeah, you didn't say in ten years he'll fall off a cliff. You said yeah. he's falling off a fall, falling off falling off a cliff. Adam, Adam, uh, good stuff. Uh, happy New Year to you. Yes. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll talk to you soon. All right, that's uh, that's Adam Kaplan, Fox Sports Radio's NFL Insider. Rob Parker, I'm Doug Gottlieb. This is the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio, live from the Mercedes Benz Man Cave. All right, uh, uh, coming up next. Coming up next. Um, what do we make? What do we make of the trash talk between the Grizzlies and the Warriors? That's next. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr. And I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. 
and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. What's up, Doug? What up, Rob? Okay, it's the Dan Patrick Show, Fox Sports Radio. So, um, Rob, so it's a it's kind of been a weird week for the NBA. N- not just because they lost Christmas, right? Like right. Christmas, Christmas it fell was on their Sunday, and the NFL was on. And right, but the NFL has been doing. They did Chris, Christmas football games last year. It's like kind of quietly, the NFL is like, you know, what, Christmas, like we'll play football there. Yeah, sure, why not? We'll just we'll just us, usurp them. Um, there's the the trash talk which continues between the between the Grizzlies and the Warriors, and then there's. Did you see what happened yesterday with ESPN and Serge Ibaka and Kendrick Perkins? Did not. I heard about it, but I didn't see it. Okay, so uh, Kendrick Perkins was waxing poetic about his time with the Thunder. Okay, about having Russell Westbrook and James Kevin, Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kevin Durant in their prime, and then he mentioned Serge Ibaka and. He said, Serge Ibaka, who, you know, nobody knows how old he actually, some guys, nobody knows how, how old he actually is. So Ibaka heard it or saw it on social media, reacted to it and came back with the type, I mean, like just a little bit of scorched earth there from, from Serge Ibaka. Uh, it would be pretty obvious to say that he did not find, he did not find uh, anything that, that Kendrick Perkins said even mildly funny. Right. Um, so he said, uh, 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 he said, if I was 30, I guess I'm 45 now. The truth is I never lied about my age. I work extremely hard every day without cheating. I have never been suspended. Everyone in the no- league knows that you cheated and didn't respect the game. Wow. <laughs> went, yeah, he went on. Uh, well, well, but this is the only thing. And you got to be careful. And I think this is a lesson. You know this, Doug, because you've been doing it a long time as a former athlete who got into this business. You can't just say anything. Like, like if you're going to put out there that uh, he's uh, was thirty when he said he was twenty or whatever it is, you better have something because I, I, it, was, I it was tongue planted in cheek. He was making a joke. Now, look, I understand dudes from Africa are really sensitive because. There's because, all kinds of stuff, right? Well, because, because so many have come over. And look, I saw Serge Ibaka. He was 18 years old. It was at the Adidas Nations workout uh, before they played in New Orleans. And I walked in and I was, and I, I said like something like, that guy's not 18. They're like, yes, he is. I think he might have even been 17 at the time. I was like, no way. I remember, like, yeah. I, remember I met LeBron James one-on-one at the Palace of Auburn Hills. And I'm talking about when he was in high school and he came to a game and he's behind you know, behind the curtain, uh, you know, in the arena, and it's just me, him, and uh, the person who was introducing me to him. I looked at LeBron James and was like, there's no way he's in high school. I couldn't even believe 
You know what I mean? His size yeah. and, and what he looked like. He was look, looked like a grown man to me at 18. It's one of those where I understand Serge Ibaka's sensitive towards it, and I understand that he probably didn't like Kendrick Perkins, doesn't like Kendrick Perkins, who now is authority on everything on, on television. Uh, but th- this is one where he, he, he did not appreciate a joke. He took it way too seriously. And then his response, I mean, there, there's more to his response than that. I mean, when KD had a bad game, you criticized him behind his back. When Russ had a bad game, you, then you criticized him. You were never a locker room leader like Serge Ibaka went scorched earth, earth, earth. Who's the next coach of the Broncos? We'll find out next. On the Dan Patrick Show, Fox Sports Radio. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.